Welcome into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, where every single day, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, it is a big old fat, hefty, stinking deal to us, and we are going to make a big old fat, hefty, stinking deal of it and talk about it. And uh, my name is Jay Kyle Mann, and I am a video producer at TheRinger.com, and I am joined, per usual, by... Kyle Tucker of the Athletic. I'm I'm impressed you didn't say per huge. Yeah, I'm trying to you know be a little bit less of a douche. Uh, it's been hard. You know, you're on the keto diet. I'm on the uh, be less of a douche diet. I'm trying to tone that back. I'll tell you what I don't do though. I don't. Uh, some of you guys might have might have noticed. Did you, call, did you call it the keto diet? Keto keto keto. I don't know how to pronounce it, man. Keto. That's how the hip kids say it. Right. Go ahead, scare right. Your boy. Right. Okay. Right. So I was telling <laughs> Kyle I was over at the uh, <laughs> my family and I. We went and had brunch for my younger sister's uh, B day over at a place called Honeywood over in uh, the. I guess it's just the summit, Lexington. Right. Is the same people yeah. that own the one in Louisville? Oh, I have no idea about that. It's a, it's on the Fritz Farm, I guess used to be Fritz Farm. Right, pretty hoity-toity, <laughs> pretty snooty. And I texted Kyle when I got there. I was like, yeah, this place is pretty uppity, pretty uh, stiff. <laughs> and he, and I was like, seems like a place you there all the time. <laughs> we go there all the time. <sighs> we do go there a fair, a fair amount, not all the time. You, but. Your Z-Gallery ass, jeez. Uh, so... Anyway, yeah, Kyle was giving me a bunch of grief for some snakeskin Jordan 11 lows that I bought. That he he loves to say, "What are those?" because he's a dad that learned one of the one of the <laughs> phrases that has been old for about five years now. But he, hello, fellow teenagers. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle thinks I literally at the blue white game had on like an aqua colored Gap hoodie and a pair of Concord Jordan 11s and a Phoenix Suns cap. And Kyle said I was a skater, which to me is a big self-own because if you think that that's what a skater dress is like, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I think... Nobody would have nobody would have called you out at the skater park. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there was absolutely nothing skater <laughs> about that. What a tool. Uh, so anyway, Kyle uh, dresses, you know, like a, like an older dude who... Has, <laughs> like an older dude. Oh, I dress like Mr. Rogers. I actually put my clothes on just like that. Oh, really? Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Singing. Yeah, sit there singing and... Uh, well, you know, you, you have very little juice left for life you know you're pretty worn down <laughs> I am we can pretty all much, tell Any, i'm pretty much a, a human uh you know, worn worn down of all uh enthusiasm you basically just uh you're like a retread steak at ponderosa that's kind of <laughs> what you're like so anyway what is a retread steak <laughs> what do you, mean? you never heard that whenever they like take a steak that nobody ate and then they put it back out but anyway. no they don't no they don't no. do they <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that that's like company policy. I'm just saying it's like one of the things that has been le- – it's like been an urban legend that it happens oh, where well, people yeah. have, have claimed that it happens. Anyway, so today uh, you all probably saw us busting each other's chops, and that's just kind of par for the course. I hope nobody thought it was serious. Uh Surprise, it was serious. So today we're going to talk about uh, the NBA, going to talk about some NBA cats, going to talk a little bit about Carl Towns and Tyler Hero and uh, touch on football predictions, sort of where we were at the beginning. We, we made a mistake. We didn't really record. So we could just start with that, I guess. We didn't really record our predictions earlier in the season, but pretty sure we both predicted eight and four. We did. I think uh, we took different paths to get there. 
Um, but yeah, I think we both predicted eight and four. And it's weird because people were like panicking about the season, and and for some, you know, obviously rightly so in in some regards. Uh, but where they are going into this last bye week with four games to go um, is actually not that far off if you were projecting out and kind of as we went game by game through and made those picks to get to eight and four, really kind of maybe one game off that. Um, I think one of us picked them to beat Mississippi State and one of us picked them to beat South Carolina and vice versa. And then you know, probably one of us picked them to – or maybe both of us picked them to lose the Tennessee game. I can't recall. No, I, I know um, I picked. Or Missouri. Actually, Missouri may have been one that we were kind of torn on. I don't know. But yeah. um, regardless, they're, they're sitting at four and four. And as we've said, these last four games are totally winnable. Uh, they're certainly not gimmies. Tennessee's playing better. Uh, Louisville's playing a lot better, than, certainly, than a year ago. But those games are both at home, and Vanderbilt's not all that good, and it's on the road, but Vanderbilt's not all that good, and Tennessee Martin's at home. So, um, yeah, I, I guess now that we, we sort of think that Lynn Bowden is the real deal and they'll ride with him at least for the majority of the reps at quarterback, we can kind of make a clear-eyed prediction for these final four games, the last month of the season coming off after this weekend's bye. Um Let's go through and and let's pick them. Tennessee home game against Tennessee coming out of the bye week and uh, two Saturdays from now. What what do you got? I don't feel as good about that game. I just I can't. I don't know how you could. <laughs> whoever whoever feels good about the Tennessee game. How could game you feel good Kentucky? about it? Like last year, I was just like, all right, they're going to go down there and take care of business and just lose pathetically to a. Pathetic Tennessee team. Horrible. I mean, how could you possibly have confidence other than if you just want to be a rah-rah sunshine pumper and be like, no, daggone it, have some... Uh, that's not like Hank Hill a little bit. Bobby, have some <laughs> self-esteem a little bit there. No, like, I don't I don't know how you could feel cocky about it. I don't feel good. I I, I want to believe that they're... You go first. Just say. Well, spit it out. Are you like winning or losing? I think they're going to lose. I don't feel good about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to pick a win over Tennessee ever, really, for Kentucky, no matter what state of being either program is in. I mean, Kentucky had its best program in the modern era last year, beat all these teams that you know historically doesn't beat, uh, but couldn't beat a bad Tennessee team. It's bizarre. Let me ask you uh, a question here. Okay. Let's ask let's, – let's, if Stoops somehow gets to 8-4, and four, they go to a bowl game. And win win the bowl game, end up, and they're nine and four. More impressive than last year? Yeah, hell yes, absolutely. Do you think one one fewer win with a wide receiver playing quarterback? Yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> way way more impressive. And the fact that they don't have the star running back, they don't have the greatest pass rusher in school history. Uh, you know, their entire defense got replaced. Yes. Even if they even if they go seven and five and win the bowl game and get to eight wins, if they get to eight plus wins this season, given how it has gone, uh, this this would be his most impressive season as a coach. Well, I'd like to see um, it happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know, just to set the table on Tennessee, they lost the the opener to Georgia State, which everyone you know set them sort of down this dumpster fire path. They lost to Brigham Young the next week. Uh, beat Chattanooga, then lost it by by blowout to Florida and Georgia. 
And and these last three games, they've kind of put some things together. They beat Mississippi State. Uh, they had Alabama. They were in a position to go in and, and score a touchdown late. They're on the goal line, uh, which would have gotten them within a, a single score in the fourth quarter of Alabama. And that's when uh, Jarrett Garantano went rogue, and instead of running the play that they had perfectly executed, he kept it and tried to reach over the pile and fumbled it into the end zone, and Alabama returned it 100 yards for a touchdown, and they end up losing by 22 points. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, and, and Jeremy Pruitt grabs Garantano's face mask, and so we got a week of a week of uh, hand-wringing discussion about uh, whether or not he should have uh, grabbed Jarrett Garantano by the face mask. I'll say it'd be pretty tough not to do something like that if you, <laughs> that if you knew that your quarterback had just absolutely blown the game by deciding to ignore your wishes. But uh, they bounced back from that, and Garantano had a big game uh, to help facilitate it and just absolutely blew South Carolina away down the stretch, won that game by 20 last weekend. So sort of the expectation of Tennessee has totally reset here lately they look a lot better they're going to come in with more momentum they're playing uab you expect they'll win that game before they come to lexington um all that said just because it's the easy thing to do to say like well tennessee they never play well i'm gonna pick them to beat tennessee okay good because i because i kind of like the mojo of this team playing behind lynn bowden i just we've talked about that i, I just think they feel different uh and more confident playing behind him and it's such a cool story that yeah. i kind of hope it keeps going you know like it's getting cool uh, narrative uh vibes now where yeah it just seems like uh like that they yeah it's possible that that could push them to to a positive outcome by the end of the year but yeah so we'll breeze through the last three at vanderbilt next you picked a loss at tennessee i picked a win at vanderbilt i think they're gonna win that one Yes, I don't think Vanderbilt's all that good. They they beat Missouri, but so did Kentucky, <laughs> um, and much more handily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they narrowly beat Missouri at home, um, and they're two and five now. They've largely looked like garbage. They lost by twenty four points to uh, UNLV, by twenty five to Ole Miss, which is not all that good. Um, they got beat pretty soundly by a bad Purdue team. So I, I got I got a win in that one for Kentucky. I think we can both say win for Tennessee Martin. Um, Not so fast. <laughs> oh, God, no, shut okay. up. <laughs> uh, and that so in my scenario, they're now uh, seven and four going into the final game of the season against Louisville. I don't I think whatever happens, I don't think a bowl game ends up being on the line. Um for the Louisville game, which I think is good to take that pressure off. Um, you've got them at six and five, I guess, um, heading into that Louisville game. They have played so much better, it, and really with the same talent that Bobby had last year. It just yeah, proves much. how much more these guys want to play for their new coach. They've won three of the last four. They scored 62 points at Wake Forest to beat a ranked team. Uh, they took down Virginia last week at home, which I thought was a pretty impressive win. Um, they kind of got it going a little bit. Five and three now. What do you What do you think happens? Kentucky, Louisville in Lexington. I think they'll beat them. I think. Uh, I mean, it, that's most likely going to be Lynn Bowden's last game at uh, at Kroger Field. You would you would you concur on that? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I kind of, it kind of feels like he's played his way off into the NFL. Yeah. Um, but he's also undersized and mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I hadn't even really thought a whole lot about that, but it, you, you will start to think about it as that game approaches. And if they know something, Kentucky may, you know, I don't know if they'll honor him or not, but uh, certainly the fan base will. Yeah, yeah man, that's, that's a big one. Uh, in, in fact, I think it may sway my opinion. I was leaning a little bit towards an upset because I think there'll be a lot of vigor yeah. <laughs> from Louisville, Louisville after getting totally embarrassed last year. Yeah, at the sure. end, at the end of their totally like quitting on Bobby. Their fans uh, want this one bad. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they will. They will want blood. Um, I think it'll be a close game. Like it'll be a battle, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to lean towards the win. I guess I, I guess I've just sort of accidentally looked up and predicted them to win these last four games and go eight and four, just as I said in the preseason. Well, you, you'd have them at seven and five. That's I think either of those outcomes to me, like I said, given what happened, oh, that's sure. that's huge. Yep, that's that's a that's going to be a good outcome if it happens. So. Uh, let me tell you about Grassroots Pharmacy. They are sponsoring the pod today, and they are a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on nutrition, supplementation, and alternative therapies like CBD oil. Their pharmacists know that there's nothing more important than your family's well-being, so they're going to take the time to get to know you, explain your medication, and answer any questions that you might have. They accept most insurance plans, including Medicare, and they are located at 2304 Serbar. Martin Way in Hamburg, Pavilion, not Hamburg, Hamburg Pavilion, and they're located at the four-way stop next to Best Buy on the parking lot side where Regal Cinema is. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 10 to 3. Website is grassrootspharmacy.com, and you can call them at 859-263-1382. We know them. We love them. You will, too. Check it out, Grassroots Pharmacy. So, NBA-wise, a lot going on. Um, a lot of, a lot of Kentucky players are some, well, first, an interesting thing that we, you and I were kind of t- touching on was, uh, John, John Wall was in the news a couple times yesterday. One was just for, uh, him dressed as the Joker at a Halloween party. Brad Beal also dressed as the Joker. John Wall was the version that was Heath Ledger at the hospital. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. And then uh, Brad Beal was, I'm pretty sure, Jared Leto is Joker from Suicide Squad, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, who had... Carl Anthony Towns also went as uh, as the Joker. Yeah. Carl uh, kind of looked like, like a demented goat, like with his beard. <laughs> like he just looked so... Uh, the other strange thing about John Wall video is he is dancing across from a guy that the way the light hits the person from behind if you're not really closely paying attention it looks like he's dancing with a naked man (laughs) which would Uh, be quite a party yeah but it's uh like a somebody i think maybe another player uh in a really skin tight uh spider-man costume but the whole (laughs) the whole the whole the whole whole video is there's a lot going on there uh but i would say between the dancing and the video of him working out looking like he's moving pretty well all pretty encouraging for him that he's you know on track he also doesn't look like he like a lard ass which you know if people remember at the start of his last season in the nba like media day was it he showed up looking like like a like homeless dude who'd just been like eating cheeseburgers all he didn't look good weekend i mean he looks he looked like he'd been drinking i mean if you see somebody <laughs> that 
I'm not, th- that sounds like he just, he got accused of that and he got criticized for some of yeah. his lifestyle and kind of owned it a little bit if through yeah. his defensiveness. So that's not wild speculation. I mean, he's a guy, but he looked like a dude. He, he showed up to, to the beginning of the NBA season, looked like a dude who'd been on a bender. I mean, yeah, he didn't look good. not saying he had, but he, that's, he had very much the, the visage <laughs> yeah. of a, of a person who's living a hard life. So it, to me, he looks like he's in pretty good shape. That's all, that's all pretty positive. So, uh, which to me, I would ask you, the NBA guru, uh, <laughs> like what can what could he be? You know, when mm. he comes back from this injury, like can he get it? Can he get back to being an All Star level point guard? Ugh, it's gonna be tough, man. It's uh, to be honest, I didn't take really much of anything from that Twitter video because he moves about twelve feet. And t- right. really slowly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not like yeah, he's not like limping around. Uh, is is essentially the he's moving pretty well. <laughs> yeah. he's like he looks like he's a fully functional person for right sure, now. For sure, he. But, yeah, I mean, John's like change of speed, and uh, I call him John. We're on we're on that kind of first name basis. No, I mean his his deceleration deceleration and acceleration are like. There's there's nobody in the past five years. I mean, he's been among, if not the most explosive, fast guy in the NBA with the ball. I mean, just a just a transition nightmare. Him, him, and he's been a pretty good pick and roll player over the course of his career in the league. You know, still sort of a touch and go shooter. I mean, him losing that speed hurts. Um, he's gonna. It's gonna force him to mature his game in a lot of ways. I mean, he's just not gonna have a choice. Uh, he's I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure Washington, they've got so much money sunk into him. It, it was weird that they Washington actually had their hardship waiver denied. I don't know if you saw that. Where they Really? Yeah. How's that? I mean, how? I, I don't, <laughs> it's, a pre, it's a pretty clear-cut hardship yeah. when, the dude, when the dude you've maxed out uh, gets hurt immediately. Something There's something to the story there. They wouldn't just do it. They're not the NCAA. They wouldn't just do that for no reason. But I, I don't. I'm not for sure, but yeah, I Boy, mean, that's weird. Yeah, I, I'd like to, yeah, you root for the guy. I, I worried about him there for a little while when he was taking that criticism and it was just like, I wonder what's going on in his life. But, uh, and then he just getting injured and, uh, just couldn't seem to catch a break, but it's going to, it is, it's going to force him to change his game a little bit, sort of in the way, I don't know. You see like Jason Kidd changed his game a whole lot as he aged. Um, he's just going to have to become a better off-ball player, and he's he's not going to be able to just roast people. But that goes away anyway, you know. He he needed to be getting ready for that phase of his career anyway. It's hard to it's hard to believe that, isn't it? That like he could be. Of course, he's still not super old. How old is John Wall? Probably twenty-seven. 26? Uh, probably getting close to 29 because he was, I mean, he's been yeah, gone from right. Kentucky for a decade, Kyle. Isn't that wild? <laughs> if, I mean, well, like, it just he serves is, to prove my point. Is, yeah, he has been gone from Kentucky for a decade. It's, uh, yeah. You know, this is year 11 for Calipari. It, it really is, it's hard to believe that. I mean, I'm going into my ninth season covering Kentucky. And boy, um, you look at be- yes, I do. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm like John Wall, man. I, I'm coming into the season looking rough. That's why I'm on Haggard. the keto diet. <laughs> the, ke- but, the, uh, the keto diet. The keto, the keto diet. I'm the just, keto. Uh, <laughs> everything. I cook everything in my kettle. Yeah, it's the keto diet. Yeah, um, good one. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, John. Uh, 
you say that it's one of those things where you're like man it feels like it was wasn't that long ago but man if you go back and watch like the footage of, of like the uniforms it actually looks like it's it like, was yeah damn. it looks like 10 years ago yeah, it, was, it was a long time ago it was like a different person back then uh but yeah let's uh let's take a break and then we'll we'll continue talking about cats in the nba this world series game is uh gotten crazy apparently there was some like totally blown call like horribly blown call that everyone on twitter was tweeting about and then they like reviewed it and screwed it up still yeah and then the nationals manager got himself thrown out of the world series oh no yeah and then washington uh hit a home run on like the next at bat so it would have been like it should have been another guy on base but Washington, pretty interesting how they <laughs> have had such terrible luck with their basketball team, but they they've been title town in every other respect. Right, it's Mystics crazy. won, right, and uh, yeah, I think so. Capitals won, yeah. So pretty pretty interesting. Good for them. So yeah, yeah we talked about John Wall getting back. Interesting. Have we, have we still have we, have we gone this deep into this podcast on this night and not well, mentioned Tyler Hero's well, name? That was going to be the next word that was going to come. I thought out we were going to lead the podcast with that. You just totally, you I, just went rogue on I, me. I, you I went like, rogue, just like you're like Jarrett Garantano on the goal line. I pulled a Garantano, and uh, I think that's the storyline of the night in terms of for Kentucky fans. Um, the dude, the dude's a monster. He's good. I mean, it's it's. I think he's just liberated by the the people always just say the the open- being out from under the oppression of John. Calipari. No, people always saying the openness, the openness of the NBA game. Well, it's it's like they're more skilled players, and it's just uh, it's not that that's the big difference. It's just that he's he's more liberated, and the ball gets moving more. I guess depending on what team you're on, but. Hero, Hero is really good with a live dribble, and that was something you and I talked a lot about down the stretch of last year's season. I just thought down the stretch he needed to be their crunch yeah. time ball handler because he could he could score, and he put such pressure and stretched the defense out. I just thought uh, now there were a lot of questions about his length and his his ability to like create and pass because of his because of his measurements, but uh, he's he's proven a lot of people. Uh, wrong so far i mean he's had a had a monster night tonight what was his line again tyler hero he had 29 points and seven rebounds he had apparently 19 in the second quarter alone uh he made seven of nine shots from the field the weird thing is he missed four free throws tonight he missed six all of last season in kentucky that's what i heard um but uh the most points by a heat rookie since Dwayne wade in 2004 um Bam, by the way, <laughs> continues to be kind of a badass. Um, he really is. He is really ascending in the NBA. Uh, let me pull up his line tonight, but it was another really good one. He went for Bam Adebayo had 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 blocks. And he had one just absurd chase-down block of a dunk attempt. Um, he blocked Carl last night. I'm pretty sure, didn't he? Or he, it was a he, couple nights I think ago. He, I think he rejected Carl, and the night before it might have been. Uh, I don't. It was another Kentucky guy, and consecutive nights he blocked a, a Kentucky guy. But he's averaging 15.3 points, 11 rebounds, and this is a crazy one: 5.3 assists. His passing's um, gotten a lot better, man. Uh, he can really create. Like uh, he can. 
high post or low post. He's and he's such a good shooter. God, he's such a good shot creator for his size. Yeah, but, he's got six blocks in the last two games. I mean, he's he's had at least nine rebounds every game this season. Yeah, uh, he's just Bam is really becoming a big time player and and. You know, if you want to pay, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but if you want an NBA team to root for as a Kentucky fan, I think it's the Heat because, I mean, the easy one is is the Lakers because it's your best player, Anthony Davis, with the best player in the game, LeBron James, but um, one to grow with, you know, to like root for for a while and sort of enjoy the development of a couple Kentucky dudes would be. Bam and Tyler Hero on this Heat team because I think they're both going to be central figures uh, going forward. And the really important thing for Tyler Hero and for the Heat is Jimmy Butler loves Tyler Hero, which we knew he uh, would. Right. And they don't uh, want to kill each other. And and Tyler's not uh, like scared off by him. Like Jimmy Butler was the first dude tonight on the microphone in the post game TV interview saying like we're not surprised our fans shouldn't be surprised and he's like the league damn sure shouldn't be surprised at this point like he's a really good player yeah um so that's a ringing endorsement and you know if you've got a emerging what third year player like bam in the post and you've got a guy like jimmy butler you know can go off and lead you and score and then a young young sniper like tyler hero that's that's actually a pretty good little core like i i like and in the east where the competitions are not as stiff. I, I like what the Heat have kind of cooking down there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that they're in the they're definitely going to be a, a a scrappy. They they could be in the like three or four range. Like they could compete for that three or four seed in the East. Uh, just want to avoid Milwaukee and Philly early if they can. Um, but what's the pecking order? Is it Milwaukee, Philly, it's Atlanta Philly first? But I think Toronto is better than people are giving them credit for. Not Atlanta, Ooh. no, hell no, no. It's uh, I would say it's Philly, Philly, um, Milwaukee. I still think that Boston and Toronto are pretty scrappy. Um, and and then the Heat are right there. And then yeah, yeah. And so you don't you don't uh, you don't buy Atlanta with uh, with Trey and and some nah, of the pieces they've. I, put together down there the hawks are super super fun to watch but i think it's going to take a little time it's going to be, oh, take a little well, bit trey longer young, and, trey young left tonight's game with us with an ankle issue he did he did sprained his ankle One, that would be the end of them for sure <laughs> wanted to talk a little bit about uh carl we we mentioned carl looking like a demented goat uh, earlier and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned that yes yeah we touched on that but i wanted to just talk about his play a little bit um i was laughing with kyle about like uh I've, I've been working lately on a on a box plus minus project for a video for the ringer and um you know a typical carl's on a really good pace you know his first his his progression has been 2.8 his rookie year 4.9 a second and then 5.5 6.8 um his box plus minus right now is 19.5 which is like a major <laughs> it's a major absurd. spike it's not it's not sustainable obviously tell it's people of, what but, the baselines are like well, I think that's a, it's good for a point of reference to understand that typically a rookie is gonna a good rookie is gonna start somewhere near um, it's normal to start under zero, but by year two, you're you're above zero. Carl was well above zero in, in year two. He was at 4.9. But the, the important thing is that he's trending up. You want to always keep having that progress going. It's like super important to start strong. Um, but and You said MVP, like MVP level guys are what, plus eight or nine? 
typically like an MVP season is somewhere around plus eight or nine and, and, and Carl's yeah. Carl's at plus 19. Obviously that's not going to say <laughs> small sample size, but yeah, that's, that's for crazy. sure. For sure. And, he has totally dominated out of the, right out of the gate. I mean, these first two or three games have just been, uh, mega games for him. Yeah. Well, Ryan Saunders is kind of switched up some of the, they, they really need to get Tibbs out of there. And I think Ryan Saunders and Gerson, Gerson Rosas, the guy like the front office guy that they hired, they're both really smart dudes. And, and you know, the, they're starting to move in a good direction. So, and I think they're going to play a modern brand of basketball because Ryan Saunders is flip Saunders. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, he's his son. So he's, he's a younger dude. Uh, wants to play, wants to shoot a lot of threes, wants to get moving. But uh, they, the only thing I would say is that their schedule hasn't been super grueling. So I think some of this is going to level out quite a bit. Yeah, like Miami, it, Charlotte, and Brooklyn. But they're three and zero, and and his raw raw numbers are ridiculous: thirty two points, thirteen point three rebounds, five yeah. assists, two blocks, three steals, and he's shooting fifty two percent from three. This is uh, this is bonkers. He's he's getting one one point five eight three points per possession in spot ups as a seven footer, which is ninety fifth percentile in the league. Seven feet tall, he's yeah. scoring fifty eight percent of the time from on yeah, spot ups. That's outrageous. He's really stupid. Yeah, he is. um, It's weird that Jimmy Butler almost broke him last year because I think generally he's a just a supremely confident dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, we've got a we've got a very exciting opportunity when when you talk about the schedule and uh, you know how good is this start? Well, we're about to find out because as people are listening to this on uh, Wednesday. Carl's got a matchup with uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Probably the best front line defense in the league, at least personnel yeah. wise. So that's going to be Joel Embiid. That you know, he 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 kind of tried to poo poo that matchup today with the media. It was a great. You know, everybody's excited about what a great quote he gave. He's getting something like, you know, I know that sells newspapers, but I'm not here. I'm not here to make y'all money. I'm here to win games. Tough guy, um, Carl. Uh-oh. Yeah, old tough Carl, but uh, <laughs> old, old uh, rehearsed in the mirror quote interview, Carl. Uh, I love Carl, but I always had the sense that like he was just perfectly crafting everything, every word he said. Yeah, um, publicly, nothing wrong with that. He's very sort of painstakingly crafted his image, but also he's just a badass now, and and uh, so I think if you play at the top you know, in the top 1% of your profession. And then you're also really super marketable and nice and have a great smile and say the right things like Carl does. Uh, you can become a megastar. Yeah. I think he's got a chance to do that. Carl could like endorse Coca-Cola. That's how squeaky clean he is. Uh, oh, I mean anything. Yeah. So, and, and also uh, I was going to say uh, Kentucky fans should, should savor this time because, you know, not only is Kentucky getting talent, at, at an unprecedented rate year in and year out. But, you know, in the, in the league, Kentucky's never had, had stuff like this. You know, they've never had this many good players. And uh, it just, it, it pays dividends. And if you look at, you know, specifically with big guys, Kentucky has two guys that are in the MVP race. That's never happened for Kentucky, you know, let alone. It never, it never happens for anybody. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's, that's rare air. 
It's true. It's true. Who who else would it have happened for? Because Duke's guys have largely been busts. I mean, who else would you? Who else would have had two guys in an MVP oh, race? I'd have to imagine maybe North Carolina, Carolina in the back, like nineties. Yeah, yeah. Was 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 James Worthy and Michael Jordan in the Georgetown? <laughs> I mean, maybe had. I was trying to think. Long, Patrick no. Ewing and Alonzo. No, I, I don't mean, think they were ever quite MVP level guys at the same time. But still, I mean, that's like you know. That would be something to research. Like if they, if Carl and, and Anthony finish in the top five in the MVP race, has any school ever done that? Hey, Kyle. There, you know what? You're welcome. There you go. There's your next. <laughs> there's your next twenty subscriptions for your for your little job that you're doing. <laughs> My <And> little job. <laughs> My little itty bitty job. Uh, we gotta go. We're way over. But okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So folks, let's just do a cold. Let's just do a cold ending. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be really, All right. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go follow Kyle, go follow me at jkyleman at Tucker underscore ATH. Subscribe to The Athletic and The Ringer YouTube and re- leave us a review. Say hey. We'll see you next time. Bye. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.